Section 7 of The Shipwreck of the Whale Ship Essex by Owen Chase. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. Chapter 3, Part 4, December 15th to the 22nd. On the 15th, our boat continued to take in water so fast from her leaks, and the weather proved so moderate, we concluded to search out the bad places and endeavor to mend them as well as we should be able after a considerable search and removing the ceiling near the bows we found the principal opening was occasioned by the starting of a plank or streak in the bottom of the boat next to the keel to remedy this it was now absolutely necessary to have access to the bottom the means of doing which did not immediately occur to our minds after a moment's reflection however one of the crew benjamin lawrence offered to tie a rope around his body take a boat's hatchet in his hand and thus go under the water and hold the hatchet against a nail to be driven through from the inside for the purpose of clenching it this was accordingly all effected with some little trouble and answered the purpose much beyond our expectations our latitude was this day twenty one degrees forty two minutes south the oppression of the weather still continuing through the sixteenth bore upon our health and spirits with an amazing force and severity the most disagreeable excitements were produced by it which added to the disconsolate endurance of the calm called loudly for some mitigating expedient some sort of relief to our prolonged sufferings by our observations today we found in addition to our other calamities that we had been urged back from our progress by the heave of the sea a distance of ten miles and were still without any prospect of wind in this distressing posture of our affairs the captain proposed that we should commence rowing which being seconded by all we immediately concluded to take a double allowance of provision and water for the day and row during the cool of the nights until we should get a breeze from some quarter or other accordingly when night came we commenced our laborious operations we made but a very sorry progress hunger and thirst and long inactivity had so weakened us that in three hours every man gave out and we abandoned the further prosecution of the plan with the sunrise the next morning on the seventeenth a light breeze sprung up from the southeast and although directly ahead it was welcomed with almost frenzied feelings of gratitude and joy december eighteenth the wind had increased this day considerably and by twelve o'clock blew a gale veering from southeast to east-southeast again we were compelled to take in all sail and to lie to for the principal part of the day at night however it died away and the next day the nineteenth proved very moderate and pleasant weather and we again commenced to make a little progress december twentieth this was a day of great happiness and joy after having experienced one of the most distressing nights in the whole catalogue of our sufferings we awoke to a morning of comparative luxury and pleasure about seven o'clock while we were sitting dispirited silent and dejected in our boats one of our companions suddenly and loudly called out there is land we were all aroused in an instant as if electrified and casting our eyes to leeward there indeed was the blessed vision before us as plain and palpable as could be wished for 
a new and extraordinary impulse now took possession of us we shook off the lethargy of our senses and seemed to take another and a fresh existence one or two of my companions whose lagging spirits and worn-out frames had begun to inspire them with an utter indifference to their fate now immediately brightened up and manifested a surprising alacrity and earnestness to gain without delay the much wished-for shore it appeared at first a low white beach and lay like a basking paradise before our longing eyes it was discovered nearly at the same time by the other boats and a general burst of joy and congratulation now passed between us it is not within the scope of human calculation by a mere listener to the story to divine what the feelings of our hearts were on this occasion alternate expectation fear gratitude surprise and exultation each swayed our minds and quickened our exertions we ran down for it and at eleven o'clock a m we were within a quarter mile of the shore it was an island to all appearance as nearly as we could determine it about six miles long and three broad with a very high rugged shore and surrounded by rocks the sides of the mountains were bare but on the tops it looked fresh and green with vegetation upon examining our navigators we found it was ducie's island lying in latitude twenty four degrees forty minutes south longitude one hundred and twenty four degrees forty minutes west a short moment sufficed for reflection and we made immediate arrangements to land none of us knew whether the island was inhabited or not nor what it afforded if anything if inhabited it was uncertain whether by beasts or savages and a momentary suspense was created by the dangers which might possibly arise by proceeding without due preparation and care hunger and thirst however soon determined us and having taken the musket and pistols i with three others effected a landing upon some sunken rocks and waded thence to the shore upon arriving at the beach it was necessary to take a little breath and we laid down for a few minutes to rest our weak bodies before we could proceed let the reader judge if he can what must have been our feelings now bereft of all comfortable hopes of life for the space of thirty days of terrible suffering our bodies wasted to mere skeletons by hunger and thirst and death itself staring us in the face to be suddenly and unexpectedly conducted to a rich banquet of food and drink which subsequently we enjoyed for a few days to our full satisfaction and he will have but a faint idea of the happiness that here fell to our lot we now after a few minutes separated and went different directions in search of water the want of which had been our principal privation and called for immediate relief i had not proceeded far in my excursion before i discovered a fish about a foot and a half in length swimming along in the water close to the shore i commenced an attack upon him with the breech of my gun and struck him i believe at once and he ran under a small rock that lay near the shore from whence i took him with the aid of my ramrod and brought him up on the beach and immediately fell to eating my companions soon joined in the repast and in less than ten minutes the whole was consumed bones and skin and scales and all with full stomachs we imagined we could now attempt the mountains 
where if in any part of the island we considered water would be most probably obtained i accordingly clambered with excessive labour suffering and pain up amongst the bushes roots and underwood of one of the crags looking in all directions in vain for every appearance of water that might present itself there was no indication of the least moisture to be found within a distance to which i had ascended although my strength did not enable me to get higher than about twenty feet i was sitting down at the height that i had attained to gather a little breath and ruminating upon the fruitlessness of my search and the consequent evils and continuation of suffering that it necessarily implied when i perceived that the tide had risen considerably since our landing and threatened to cut off our retreat to the rocks by which alone we should be able to regain our boats i therefore determined to proceed again to the shore and inform the captain and the rest of our want of success in procuring water and consult upon the propriety of remaining at the island any longer i never for one moment lost sight of the main chance which i conceived we still had of either getting to the coast or of meeting with some vessel at sea and felt that every minute's detention without some equivalent object was lessening those chances by a consumption of the means of our support when i had got down one of my companions informed me that he had found a place in a rock some distance off from which the water exuded in small drops at intervals of about five minutes that he had by applying his lips to the rock obtained a few of them which only served to whet his appetite and from which nothing like the least satisfaction had proceeded i immediately resolved in my own mind upon this information to advise remaining until morning to endeavour to make a more thorough search the next day and with our hatchets to pick away the rock which had been discovered with the view of increasing if possible the run of water we all repaired again to our boats and there found that the captain had the same impressions as to the propriety of our delay until morning we therefore landed and having hauled our boats up on the beach laid down in them that night free from all the anxieties of watching and labour and amid all our sufferings gave ourselves up to an unreserved forgetfulness and peace of mind that seemed so well to accord with the pleasing anticipations that this day had brought forth it was but a short space however until the morning broke upon us and sense and feeling and gnawing hunger and the raging fever of thirst then redoubled my wishes and efforts to explore the island again we had obtained that night a few crabs by traversing the shore a considerable distance and a few very small fish but waited until the next day for the labours of which we considered a night of refreshing and undisturbed repose would better qualify us december twenty first we had still reserved our common allowance but it was entirely inadequate for the purpose of supplying the raging demands of the palate and such an excessive and cruel thirst was created as almost to deprive us of the power of speech the lips became cracked and swollen and a sort of glutinous saliva collected in the mouth disagreeable to the taste and intolerable beyond expression our bodies had wasted away to almost skin and bone and possessed so little strength as often to require each other's assistance in performing some of its weakest functions 
relief we now felt must come soon or nature would sink the most perfect discipline was still maintained in respect to our provisions and it now became our whole object if we should not be able to replenish our subsistence from the island to obtain by some means or other a sufficient refreshment to enable us to prosecute our voyage our search for water accordingly again commenced with the morning each of us took a different direction and prosecuted the examination of every place where there was the least indication of it the small leaves of the shrubbery affording a temporary alleviation by being chewed in the mouth and but for the peculiarly bitter taste which those of the island possessed would have been an extremely grateful substitute in the course of our rambles too along the sides of the mountain we would now and then meet with tropic birds of a beautiful figure and plumage occupying small holes in the sides of it from which we plucked them without the least difficulty upon our approaching them they made no attempts to fly nor did they appear to notice us at all these birds served us for a fine repast numbers of which were caught in the course of the day cooked by fires which we made on the shore and eaten with the utmost avidity we found also a plant in taste not unlike the pepper-grass growing in considerable abundance in the crevices of the rocks and which provided to us a very agreeable food by being chewed with the meat of the birds these with birds nests some of them full of young and others of eggs a few of which we found in the course of the day served us for food and supplied the place of our bread from the use of which during our stay here we had restricted ourselves but water the great object of all our anxieties and exertions was nowhere to be found and we began to despair of meeting with it on the island our state of extreme weakness and many of us without shoes or any covering for the feet prevented us from exploring any great distance lest by some sudden faintness or over-exertion we should not be able to return and at night be exposed to the attacks of wild beasts which might inhabit the island and be alike incapable of resistance as beyond the reach of the feeble assistance that otherwise could be afforded to each the whole day was thus consumed in picking up whatever had the least shape or quality of sustenance and another night of misery was before us to be passed without a drop of water to cool our parching tongues in this state of affairs we could not reconcile it to ourselves to remain longer at this place a day an hour lost to us unnecessarily here might cost us our preservation a drop of the water that we then had in our possession might prove in the last stages of our debility the very cordial of life i addressed the substance of these few reflections to the captain who agreed with me in opinion upon the necessity of taking some decisive steps in our present dilemma after some considerable conversation on this subject it was finally concluded to spend the succeeding day in the further search for water and if none should be found to quit the island the morning after december twenty second we had been employed during the last night in various occupations according to the feelings or the wants of the men some continued to wander about the shore and to short distances in the mountains still seeking for food and water 
Others hung about the beach, near the edge of the sea, endeavouring to take the little fish that came about them. Some slept, insensible to every feeling but rest, while others spent the night in talking of their situation and reasoning upon the probabilities of their deliverance. The dawn of day aroused us again to labour, and each of us pursued his own inclination as to the course taken over the island after water. My principal hope was founded upon my success in picking the rocks where the moisture had been discovered the day before, and thither I hastened as soon as my strength would enable me to get there. It was about a quarter of a mile from what I may call our encampment, and with two men who had accompanied me, I commenced my labours with a hatchet and an old chisel. The rock proved to be very soft, and in a very short time I had obtained a considerable hole, but alas, without the least wished-for effect. I watched it for some little time with great anxiety, hoping that, as I increased the depth of the hole, the water would presently flow. But all my hopes and efforts were unavailing, and at last I desisted from further labor, and sat down near it in utter despair. As I turned my eyes towards the beach, I saw some of the men in the act of carrying a keg along from the boats, with, I thought, an extraordinary spirit and activity, and the idea suddenly darted across my mind that they had found water, and were taking a keg to fill it. I quitted my seat in a moment, made the best of my way towards them, with a palpitating heart, and before I came up with them, they gave me the cheering news that they had found a spring of water. I felt at that moment as if I could have fallen down and thanked God for this signal act of His mercy. The sensation that I experienced was indeed strange, and such as I shall never forget. At one instant I felt an almost choking excess of joy, and at the next I wanted the relief of a flood of tears. When I arrived at the spot, whither I had hastened as fast as my weak legs would carry me, I found my companions had all taken their fill, and with an extreme degree of forbearance I then satisfied myself by drinking in small quantities, and at intervals of two or three minutes apart. Many had, notwithstanding the remonstrances of prudence, and in some cases force, laid down and thoughtlessly swallowed large quantities of it until they could drink no more. The effect of this was, however, neither so sudden nor bad as we had imagined. It only served to make them a little stupid and indolent for the remainder of the day. Upon examining the place from whence we had obtained this miraculous and unexpected succor, we were equally astonished and delighted with the discovery. It was on the shore, above which the sea flowed to the depth of near six feet, and we could procure water, therefore, from it only when the tide was down. The crevice from which it rose was in a flat rock, large surfaces of which were spread around and composed the face of the beach. We filled our two kegs before the tide rose, and went back again to our boats. The remainder of this day was spent in seeking for fish, crabs, birds, and anything else that fell in our way, that could contribute to satisfy our appetites, and we enjoyed, during that night, a most comfortable and delicious sleep, unattended with those violent cravings of hunger and thirst that had poisoned our slumbers for so many previous ones. Since the discovery of the water, too, we had begun to entertain different notions altogether of our situation. 
there was no doubt we might here depend upon a constant and ample supply of it as long as we chose to remain and in all probability we could manage to obtain food until the island should be visited by some vessel or time allowed to devise other means of leaving it our boats would still remain to us a stay here might enable us to mend strengthen and put them in more perfect order for the sea and get ourselves so far recruited as to be able to endure if necessary a more protracted voyage to the mainland i made a silent determination in my own mind that i would myself pursue something like this plan whatever might be the opinion of the rest but i found no difference in the views of any of us as to this matter we therefore concluded to remain at least four or five days within which time it could be sufficiently known whether it would be advisable to make any arrangements for a more permanent abode end of section seven